the homeless issues are dramatic. When you call 911, you're not going to get anybody. There is zero help for a long time. You had your personal encounter recently that went viral. Since the pandemic, it seems to be a lot more brazen activities by homeless. Most of the time, they're not quite in their right mind, but with some of the changes in the rules and lack of getting in trouble by the police, they've just gone to doing things that are worse. If you don't take care of your corner, is anybody else going to do anything? Somebody stole some stuff in the liquor store, they don't get in trouble. The cops got called. The guy was literally back on the street within two hours we saw him again. And we're just like, well, thanks. What are we supposed to do as a business owners when we call the police, we catch somebody, and then nothing gets done. They just get fingerprinted and then re-released. There's a lot of frustration on that aspect of it because there's, yeah, there's no resolution. My guest today is Tim Ratcliffe, restaurant owner and Los Angeles hero who chased down and apprehended the homeless man who assaulted one of his customers. You have a bunch of business owners like myself as well as other citizens that are just tired of it. They're just tired. Is the homelessness crisis causing quality of life to diminish in Los Angeles? Are business owners being left to handle the homelessness and crime on their own? Let's find out in today's episode. I'm Siamai Korami, welcome to California Insider. Thank you. We want to talk to you about homelessness in LA. You had your personal encounter recently that went viral. Can you explain to us what happened at your restaurant? Ah, absolutely. Um, I was sitting actually having a meal with my girlfriend after the lunch rush uh, in the patio and I looked over and just in front of my eyes, uh, a homeless man came up and sucker punched an elderly man um, and knocked him over, stole his wallet, stole his cell phone, and started uh, running away. And when I saw it, I didn't even think about it. I just got up and started running after him. As we rounded the corner on the Hollywood Boulevard, he hit me, which one good hit at least, and then I uh, tackled him and I waited almost 12 minutes for the police to arrive and we arrested, had, had him arrested and uh, currently he's in jail. And your wife helped you as well, right? So yeah, my girlfriend, uh, Olga, she was there to help, right? He was trying to bite me a couple different times, and so she was kicking him as we were warning him to try not to bite me. And uh, he was being very combative and uh, very helpful that she was there, to say the least. So this has been happening. You own a restaurant there, right? Can you tell us about how long have you owned this restaurant for, and this has been ha happening? Yeah, I own Shin. It's a Japanese restaurant in Hollywood. I've had it for eight years now. Um, it's, it's been a roller coaster is the right way to say it over the last uh, eight years. The pandemic really has uh, kick-started some of the homeless problems. Um, there's been, uh, I mean, multiple different things that have happened uh, and frustrations over the years with the homeless in the area. Um, there was one lady that actually lived across the street for probably nine months at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, there's a, a statue of the four ladies in Hollywood. It's right where all of the stars start. And that's right across the street from where my restaurant is. And so it's kind of a the real- Hall of Fame yeah, Star Trek. Exactly, yeah. it's a huge- Touristic uh, spot. Perfectly, there everybody takes pictures. It's like, it's super memorable. You see it in movies, all sorts of different stuff. And there's this lady that built this huge homeless camp there and was there for forever. And I would go over there, hey, you, you, can you leave? You know, please, this is ridiculous. And, you know, trying to plead it sometimes. And finally, she was very aggressive. 
uh, I was walking across the street from the mailbox place that's kitty corner from my restaurant and she was being very aggressive coming up to me and I had pepper spray and I warned her not to come up to me and she kept coming right up in my face and I sprayed her with pepper spray and I just continued walking on my day and she called the cops which I was very thankful for um, so after she called the cops what I realized is because I know some of the rules if she wants to press charges or do anything she has to identify herself so the cop as soon as I said that he realized what I was going for and he goes I'll be right back and he goes over gets her information comes back and I said could I get her information because I'd love to go get a restraining order so I took the her information I went and got a restraining order and that was the only legal way I was able to get this uh, camp gone after nine months I mean our every neighbor was so happy I was so happy I'm not gonna lie I was so happy it was gone so that's the there hasn't been a homeless camp in our like with one, one block of ours since that but there's the homeless issues are dramatic it's it's almost like they have a bus that will come once a week or once every other week and drop off a whole bunch of new homeless people so that we have to deal with it i have no clue how it happens or, or what goes on but there's um and there's some that stay and some that are how new. are these people how are these homeless people like when you talk to them do they have mental issues so do they have it depends uh, that's a great question because um, one of the things that I do is I walk up to everybody if they don't belong or if they're homeless and I'll walk up to them and I'm gonna ask them a couple things first thing I'm gonna find out is are you okay is everything in your life okay because they're human they're they're just another person sometimes they're down on their luck and they're having a bad time I also see can I get you some water can I get you some food and those are the, the basics that I want to make sure that they're okay as long as they're okay then I'm gonna have a conversation with them you know what are you doing what are you hanging out here for? Is there a reason that you're going to hang out here? Because we have a liquor store that's right here. I have my restaurant, my neighbor's restaurant. There's a whole bunch of things across the street. We have all these businesses that are paying a lot of money to be on this particular corner. If, if you don't want to loiter, we'll help you out. But if you want to loiter, we're going to have a problem and we're going to be, I'm going to be right here asking you to leave in your face. So nine times out of 10, it works real well with, if they have a problem, they need something, they know they can come right up to me and find out you know, what they need and I can get them what they need. And most of the time it's just water. I'm going to say uh, 20 out of 25 times, it's, it, it's just water. They just want some more water. So we end up giving uh, a, a lot of water away, which is never a problem. And the pizza place and myself, we work real close together. And between you know having a piece of pizza sometimes and getting some teriyaki bowls, you know, we typically send people on the way. Um, I'm really good once or twice with with that, but again, if they're loiter and they're hanging around, I'm not comfortable with it, and you know, no, nobody really wants people hanging around any business whatsoever that's homeless, smelly having some issues, having a lot of their junk there as well. Now, why do you think this should be your job? How did you become, how did you come into this role? You know, that's, that's a great question. Um, it's my job because I want the corner that my business is on to look appealing. I don't want, uh, I don't want people to not want to come there because they feel unsafe. I don't want them coming there because they, are not coming because they, they feel that you know, it's, a, it's a gross area. So I, I personally, I wouldn't want to go to, sorry, personally, I wouldn't want to go to a place that has a lot of homeless just hanging out. I'd be, you know, not, especially if on the patio, it's just something I wouldn't want to go to do. So I just, uh, it's perception. I really want to keep the perception proper. And is it unsafe sometimes for customers? Is there any challenges for customers and people? If Most of the time, no. Um, 
To be honest, the home the homeless issues are only during the day, which is interesting. I was actually talking to our senior lead officer, one of the police officers that we deal with as a business, a couple days ago, and he agreed with me that you know homeless is the homeless problem in Hollywood isn't a nighttime problem; it's just a daytime problem, which is one good thing. So I'm there at my restaurant most of the time during the day just to make sure things are okay. Um, since the pandemic, it seems to be a lot more brazened activities by homeless. They, they don't care, they'll just go up. I've had people just take food off of the table before. So we really, you know, we're really paying attention to that now. We have barriers that we've put up to try to prevent that as well. Um, just, you know, because most of the time they're not quite in their right mind, but with some of the changes in the rules and lack of um, uh, getting in trouble by the police, They've just gone to doing things that are worse, I guess you could say. Even I mean, my neighboring businesses have had stuff stolen all the time, and it's very frustrating because the petty theft is not something that the police are going to go after. So you can't call the police we or can. some other organization, or do you call? And have you called? Has there been any? So most of the time when we call, it's um, the, the police really aren't going to do anything, or it's a non-emergency situation for if a homeless person is you know, loitering or if they're hanging out, which we do, we call all the time. Um, as soon as somebody is, if uh, I have a conversation with somebody and they're not going to just leave on their own from the property, then I will call the police because I'm not going to try to get into a confrontation with them. I will stand next to them because so, I don't want a problem with any of my customers, and I'll make sure that I'm the barrier if, if need be. Um, we've had some incidences where uh, there was one homeless lady that was abusing her dog that I ended up taking the dog away and we found a, a home for the dog afterwards because she was physically abusing that particular animal and it was shocking and she was going onto the patio taking food from people's uh, plates on the, from, from the table and it was it was I look back at that and I'm still shocked that that particular incident happened but uh, a lot of things like this ended up happening during the pandemic it was um, I'm glad that we didn't get broken into or anything with the riots that were going on, but you know, my, right down the street I could see where places got broken into. I mean, completely damaged and destroyed. And we just, we got very lucky. So if you don't take care of your corner, you mentioned you have to take care of the corner, is anybody else gonna do anything? The no, government <laughs> I don't, I don't the think they will. Um, my neighbors call me the vigilante. I've been called that for probably the last three, four years now, just because I'm always out there, just you know, making sure that everything's okay. I'll check in with everybody, uh, you know, going around with the businesses, and you know, hey, everything going okay today? Good morning. How you doing? Um, that for me, it's more of. I guess it brings me back to what I would say in my mind is the way it should be. You know, you're friends with your neighbors. You, you make sure that they're okay. They make sure you're okay. I mean, my daughter uh, works also for one of my neighbors at the liquor store. She just started working there a couple, day, a couple weeks ago. And there was something that happened. And I was there and because and somebody was yelling and screaming. I was there, but my neighbor also came running out of his business. And he goes, yeah, I was just coming to make sure because I heard your daughter was working there. You know, that's... For me, that, that means a lot, to have people that care just to make sure that we're all okay when something does go awry or something that's, that's a little strange or out of the ordinary. Because you have, you have some crazy people that are going on. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it, but there's stories you know, a half mile down the road. <clears throat> oh gosh, this was maybe a year ago now, there was a, a lady 
that was killed at a, uh, a, a store she worked in. The guy, the furniture oh, store, right? Yes. Uh huh. So the guy walks in and and murdered her, and she already felt uncomfortable, and she had texted her friend, and you know, for me, that just that makes it it makes it real. Um, about a, I'm going to say six weeks ago now. Uh, I have a really good friend that eats at my restaurant all the time, and he brings people, and he brought with him his ex-girlfriend at the time. This was on a Sunday, and he left. Four hours later, he was driving her home a block away from my restaurant as he's driving past uh, on a side street, all residential. He, uh, his girlfriend get, or ex-girlfriend gets shot through the window by two guys, and the police say it was a gang initiation. And so it's, it, for me, I'm like, gang initiation, that's not an excuse for somebody just getting shot. We gotta do something about it. And it's really frustrating that nothing seems to get done. A lot of the, a lot of the um, uh, murders and or you know, shootings aren't getting solved. They're just, they're going unsolved because there's not information or no one's cooperating. So it's frustrating that people believe that they can just get away with doing things that are incorrect. It wasn't like this, was it? Like no. five, six years ago. But the statistics, some experts are saying that the crime is down. No, it's not. Not in Hollywood, absolutely. It's, uh, it's up from last year, which was up from, <laughs> I think, the highest it's ever been. Um, from my understanding, that, that's uh, the last that I saw, I mean, crime rates were up like 30 to 40% in different statistical areas, yeah. but if I kind of... And they're not well out. reported, and there's there's a lot of problems with the statistics. Well, there's a lot of stuff that's not reported. I'll give you an example. This is a this was super frustrating, because I found this out when I got involved with somebody else. There's a couple, and they were having a domestic problem, okay? So there was some domestic violence that ended up happening where the guy hit me, and I defended and just protected her from getting hit. And so the police came, and what I found out that blew my mind is if I want to press charges because it's a domestic violence situation, everybody involved has to go to jail. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, or what's about it. Even though I was in the right, I did nothing wrong, I would still have to go to jail to have domestic violence charges brought upon them. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Because, because they were in a relationship. That's just the rules, so the cops don't have to deal with it. So in this incident, this is why so many people do not want to uh, make a report because they don't, the lady or the guy, they don't want to go to jail if they didn't do anything wrong. They feel like they did something wrong. And that's, for me, I'm like, it's very frustrating because you have the same thing that happened with people that are just, uh, I couldn't even tell you the amount of people I've, I've chased after that steal stuff from the liquor store. I mean, a year ago I had someone, well, maybe a little over a year, a year and a half ago, somebody stole some stuff in the liquor store, had, one of the things was a bottle of the wine, and as I'm running after him, he threw the bottle of wine at me, it hit me square in the back, and the wine bottle breaks over me, which, ow, you know, I, mean, I was okay, but it's, they don't get in trouble. The cops got called, the guy was literally back on the street, within two hours we saw him again. And we're just like, well, thanks. What, what are we supposed to do as a business owners when we call the police, we catch somebody, and then nothing gets done. They just get fingerprinted and then re-released. It's just a misdemeanor, oh, it's nothing. So there's a lot of frustration on that aspect of it because there's, yeah, there's no resolution. What do you think will happen if this continues? It seems like the trend is getting, is it getting worse now? Has it gone? It's a roller coaster. Um, Sometimes, some days it seems worse, some weeks, I guess, if I um, judge it by time frames. Uh, and then 
August seemed really bad, I'm not going to lie, but the two previous months before that were great. It was wonderful. I mean, uh, it, there seemed to be not one problem whatsoever. So the roller coaster aspect is still happening, and I don't understand sometimes what what brings in some of these new homeless people or, or where they're coming from. or Because uh, when, when you see them, you can obviously tell that the homeless people that are coming in have been homeless for some time. They're not brand new, just off their feet. There's some people that you know we meet that they're brand new, just off their feet, and it's a different mentality, different person, different mentality of that person. So it's interesting to to meet because I, I meet so many of the people. The other part of, that I do, I forgot to mention, um, in District Four, that's where my restaurant is. Across the street is District Thirteen, but I've worked with the uh, District Four. Um, one of the ladies that uh, was worked on Skid Row also worked at District 4 now for the homeless crisis. And I'm trying to get you know any kind of resources that I can give if they're ready, because they have to be ready for help. If the homeless person is looking for help and I can provide a phone number, I can make the phone call for them, I can tell them where they can go that's really local within the, the area to get a resource so they can maybe get on to the next step in, into their life, get cleaned up. Or, or whatever that may be, and that's, for me, that means a lot so that hopefully they can be helped. In, um, in Hollywood, in District 13 now, they have a brand new um, program called STAR, I believe is what the program is called. And so if you call 911 and they determine that there's no weapons involved, uh, they will send out a uh, psychiatrist and a, a doctor to meet with the person so that if they're having a mental crisis they can try to deal with that better rather than having a police officer with, that's armed to go to, to do that. So it's a, a pilot program they just started so I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes over some time. I'm going to have to follow on that one. Now uh, you know LA passed these measures, Measure H and HHH to tax and create housing for yep. the homeless and the situation has gotten a lot worse, right? It seems like somehow this money didn't really reach. Well, it got a lot worse, and they didn't spend the money when they should have, and now the price is astronomical. There's no and way the, to put the, that. And the per unit cost that it's they spent, huge. they spent almost a million, 800 to a million dollars per, per unit on studios. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what do you think the city, the city leaders need to do? It looks like from what it sounds like, it's getting to a point where it's really hard for you guys to to do what you do. It's not, uh, it's not normal, right? Do you think the situation is past the normalcy or? You know, I've thought a lot about this and I, I don't have a solution for what would make it much better, but I, uh, what keeps coming back to my mind is Hollywood, let's use for a great example. What, why can't we go back to putting a police officer on every corner for a little while? There's not, I mean, if you think of the blocks, they're not small blocks, they're pretty big blocks. Uh, officers have a beat that they're supposed to be doing. They're in cars all the time now, but uh, we have enough people that are, we, <laughs> we spend I don't know how many trillion or billion dollars on our police officers. I feel like maybe if they're more visible that we would have more action or more, more results. I. I I don't know is the right answer, but it keeps going. Uh, I guess my mind keeps going back to way back when. You know, there were, you could have an officer on on every single corner. You know, or back in Europe where they had the whistle. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Is if there's a problem that's going on, you have a bunch of these security people, or you have a bunch of owners like myself that are out there. You know, trying to watch what's going on, and we all work together. It's 
maybe putting some boots on the ground there and you know, having an officer walk in every single day, having them have their nine to five be and going into the businesses, hey, how are you guys doing today? That's old school mentality, but you know, it works for me every day. I do it's it. It's come down to that, right? That's, yeah, That's I, I don't, yeah, because I don't, I don't have a solution. I don't know what the answer, because when you call 911, you're not gonna get anybody. There is zero help for a long time. I don't know what that time frame is, but I've never had it less than 10 minutes. It's, even when there's a gun involved, I mean, I've had situations where there was somebody that had a, a I think he had a machete or some huge weapon, and I literally had to have a gun pulled on somebody, and it was shocking. And this is during the pandemic, because there was somebody crazy. And even the 911 operator told me, put your weapon away. And I'm like, you're crazy. I'm not gonna put my gun away. This is absolutely not gonna happen. I've got customers here, and this guy's got a machete in my parking lot going crazy. So the officers finally show up, I don't know, eight, 10 minutes later, and even the cop told me, don't put your weapon away. They just have to say that. I'm like, good, because I wasn't gonna do that. That's not gonna happen. So it's, it's frustrating to not have the response that you're supposed to have, I guess is what I feel like when it comes to the police. But they're also, I have to, I have some officers that I know personally, and they're overworked. They, they're busting their butts with overtime because they don't have enough people too. So they're also dealing with the same issues that everybody, I guess, is dealing with, with lack of personnel or lack of the proper training to do some of the things that need to get done. And then, I mean, this is my opinion, but you know, there's all this defund me, which I don't think people realize how much that affects businesses. The defund me actually affected my business dramatically. Uh, we lost I the defund the police no, idea, yep, right? A year ago, uh, or actually it was the beginning of this year, I think is when it implemented, we lost a, a bunch of officers in the Hollywood division. There's no more Hollywood division anymore. It's just LAPD and they switch the officers and so you don't have the same. I used to know almost every officer in the area just by hi, how you doing, because things would happen, they'd come and eat. That's gone. I don't have that anymore and that was really nice. It was, they knew what was going on, they knew the beat, they knew the different nuances of people. They knew the homeless people by name in some cases. We would talk about certain people by name. So that doesn't seem to happen anymore with, I'm gonna call the new regime and what they got going on because it's it's just a lot of people that got mixed up. You know, just It's just LAPD and so they're just going to where they're supposed to be going. So do you have any recommendations for people like yourself, the business owners, the small business owners, and what should they do in cases like this? Um, actually, I thought about that. That's a great question. Uh, it's something I'm actually doing right now. I'm getting prepared to go around to all the businesses in my area, in just a small area, in you know, the, the one to two block radius, and make sure that they have my phone number and anybody else that wants to provide phone numbers so that we can all just kind of have like this phone tree and that we can all just know that we're here for each other. If something goes on, let us know. See if we can do, you know, if we can help, let us know what we can do to help. So that's, that's what my suggestion is, just going and making sure you're friends with your neighbor. You know, business is business, but you know, we're, we're all human. We're all here to do something. And as long as you're having a good time and with your neighbors, you can have a great time. Uh, you know, I've, I've gone through both uh, many years ago when I first took over the restaurant. I had a not so great relationship with a couple of the businesses and I realized that, you know, what's the point of having arguments and BS? It's, it, that's not what this is about and turned that around 
very easily and I have great relationships with all the businesses there and what can we do to better our business as well as theirs because when you better the area you have just better people coming it's it it makes for a better community so I care more about that aspect than you know making the buck you got to make some money but it's really more about the community so do you think this experience this challenge that you guys are going through is going to bring you guys closer it already has for sure um, guaranteed it's brought everyone closer it's just more of I think now the focus is what can we all do to prevent from happening in the future until we can all be more noticeable of what's going on, be uh, more present with you know with, with actually what's going on in, in the moment, rather than you know just getting lost in in the minutia of the job. I guess is the right way to say it. Tim Radcliffe with Shin Ramen. It was great to have you on California Insider. Thank you. I appreciate it.